Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are continuing our division preview series here on The Favorites. Today we are talking AFC West, I think the most interesting division in football. Plus, it's Thursday night. We got the Hall of Fame game between the Jets and the Browns. So much to unpack with my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Mr. Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. Yes, football is back, my guy. Are you going to watch the game tonight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the boat with people that it's awful. But then I got to remind people, people watch college football and high school football. This is literally better than that, apparently, so... It's terrible, but we got football back, Chad. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm so excited about it. I realized uh, this morning, and we're going to talk a little bit about our take on the game in a minute, uh, I didn't have to think, am I going to watch Righteous Gemstones? Am I going to watch <laughs> Narcos? Am I going to have to you watch might be the by Steph Curry? Like I, like, I don't have to think about what I'm going to watch tonight because I know I have something on television that I'm going to watch. And it's real, live NFL football. Even if it's Zach Wilson, even if it's the Cleveland Browns, I got an interesting take on this. Let me remind everybody that we are presented by Bet365. That is the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Hold on one second. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Simon. You and Kerner did a podcast earlier in the week, an Action Network podcast on Monday, talking about betting the preseason. I have a very strong opinion on this game, uh, the first preseason game of the year. What is your take, both preseason broadly and on this game? Yeah, I would say I'm betting this game, Chad, but do I really have a huge edge? No. I'm just betting it because football is back and – I want some action. I want some action on this game, and I want some action on fading Zach Wilson. So I did take the Browns at plus one and a half, plus two. Um, no real logic other than everyone in their grandmom's taking the Jets, and, you know, I, I, I get it. Zach Wilson's a known name. He should perform better than the Browns quarterbacks, but, you know, it's just I like I like back and running quarterbacks. A lot of other people really don't, but in preseason, I, I tend to go with the athletes, guys I know are going to throw the ball less, so – I'm betting the Browns, but I know that this is um, this is one of those games, Chad, we just bet to bet, right? It's just it's the first yes. game of the year. It's kind of those, we, we just got to do it. So um, it's probably going to be my smallest bet of the season, but it is my first bet of the season. All right, so I, I was sort of trying to figure out what I was going to do in this game. This morning I opened the Action Network app. And the lead story is by Chris Raybon analyzing the game for tonight. Here's his opening line. And it got me so ready to bet this game. <laughs> In the latest bit of evidence that the world as we know it is coming uh, to an end, 
78% of the public has decided to kick off the 2023 NFL season by betting an under. Fact number one that made me think, huh, the total's at 33 and a half. Am I going to end up betting the over in the first game, in the Hall of Fame game between the Browns and the Jets? He goes on to say to me, not only do Robert Sala and Kevin Stefanski tend to play to the over, um, but the quarterbacks in this game, when they play in the preseason, which is the only time they play, tend to perform to the over. Preseason overs with a total below 37 are 68%, 221, 163, and 6. 58%, I'm sorry, since 2007. So I bet the over. I bet the over 33 and a half on the Hall of Fame game tonight. And I'm just banking on a Kevin Stefanski, Robert Sala deciding to unleash their second, third, and fourth string quarterbacks in Canton, Ohio tonight. <laughs> there you go. And I saw Sala is 5-1 uh, and one in his early career here in preseason games straight up. So I'm going against the grain taking, taking the Browns, but... Chad, just nail on the head. It, it is <laughs> the first preseason game of the year, people. Don't, don't put too much, too much on us in this one. It's stupid, yet so fun. Yeah. So, so fun. Just having and football I, on I'm the TV. Reminded, look, I'm reminded that everybody comes around to betting preseason football once upon a time. Trey Wingo tweeted, who would bet on preseason football? Only an idiot would bet on preseason football. Soon enough, Trey Wingo was working for Caesars. So it all comes around. <laughs> It's Everyone fast. realizes it. I, true story. The first published story I ever had as a journalist, I was an intern for Pro Football Weekly, which was about 10 minutes from my house uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. And um, it was, they were finishing the summer. I was finishing the summer. I was, I always made a point to do all the filing I had to do. Cause you know, back then, like there, it was all paper. So you were like always filing back issues and stuff. And the filing cabinet was next to the editor in chief's office. So I made a point of always filing what I needed to file when he was having his big editorial meeting. So I overheard them saying, we need someone to do a story. I think it was about like somebody, I, I, maybe Franco Harris was going into the hall of fame or something. And I uh, pulled him out when he walked out of the office. I pulled him aside. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be in Canton for the Hall of Fame if you want me to write a story about it. I'm like, I wasn't making him pay for anything. Also, I wasn't going to be in Canton for the Hall of Fame. Uh, I totally made it up. He's like, yeah, that sounds great. You should do it. So then I went home and I begged my dad to book a trip to Canton for the Hall of Fame <laughs> with me and him. Like, dad, let's do a father-son trip. Let's go to Canton for the Hall of Fame. We went to Canton for the Hall of Fame. I wrote a story about Franco Harris for Pro Football Weekly, my very first story ever published in a national magazine. And that, my kids, is called initiative. Always have initiative. Oh, be it, put yourself in the right place at the right time. That's the advice I always give people. Be where the jobs are. Say yes, be nice, be where the jobs are. Anyways, that's our take on career. That's our take on the New York Jets, Cleveland Browns <laughs> Hall of Fame game. Um, I'm so excited for our AFC West preview today because, in my opinion, it is the most interesting division in the NFL. You have the best quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. 
You have the highest paid quarterback in Justin Herbert. You have the quarterback that is the most polarizing in Russell Wilson. Either you believe he's a Hall of Famer or you believe he was a product of the system who happened to be a decent athlete, had great coaching, and this is a make-or-break year because he's finally with a coach who can take advantage of all of his talents. You got the best-looking quarterback in the NFL who also happens to be very fragile and has been paid gobs of money for basically being able to throw the ball semi-accurately 10 yards downfield. Am I, did I cover it all? Yeah, pretty much nailed it on the head. So here we go. We got the AFC West. We got the Chiefs. We got the Chargers. We got the Broncos. We got the Raiders. Chiefs minus 160 on bet 365. Chargers plus 300 to win the division. Broncos plus 550. Raiders plus 1200. We'll talk about division. We'll talk about uh, season win totals for all these teams. <sighs> Who do you want to start with, Simon? What's the most interesting angle of season win totals and division odds for you in the AFC West. Viva, Viva Las Vegas. Well, I mean, for a loyal listener to the show, you know my biggest bet early in the season for win totals was the Raiders under. The Raiders open at seven and a half minus 140. We just obliterated that number. I mean, it's it's down to six and a half now. A lot of books. It's seven and a half minus two hundred at Bet Three Six Five. And that makes sense. It, it was just a bad a bad number to hang by the books, in the sense of, I had a lot of questions coming into this season about Jimmy. Right, I think Jimmy was coming off a big injury. They gave him a weird contract where they could get out of it at any point if he failed his physical. And it was me fading Josh McDa- uh, McDaniel's, like their head coach. I just, we've yet to see it, Chad, right? We've, we've had this guy now coach multiple teams for different seasons. And I'll never forget how good it started for him in Denver. Remember how good that was there? I think at one point they were like 6-0. and 6-0. Yeah. Um, everything he's done since then has just been negative. And even last year, a lot of people want to put on Derek Carr. I think a lot of it was on McDaniel. So, to me, this team, I would still take their under. If, if you don't want to pay that juice, you can get the – there's different books that have different numbers on that. I would still take the under at six and a half. I have them at six wins, so 6.1 to be exact. I just – again, I, I hate the shit on this Raiders team because they do have some talent across the board, right? They have some big, big-name talent on this team. To me, they're going to be a seller. Like Devontae Adams – I can see him throwing a little a fit to get out of there midway through the season. I mean, they're just there's a lot of red flags here, and I know people keep saying, "Well, that's this team's set up for Tom Brady to step in and take over." I just can't see Tom screwing with his legacy like this. Like the guy, is he really going to be this guy that's going to keep unretiring, retiring? I can't see it. Tom's already said he's not been doing his offseason workout, so he's, he already talked about it. He can feel the difference in not doing his offseason workout, so. I get people's fear about touching this number because they're scared Tom might step in with his team. That is not going to happen. So to me, this is one of the safer unders I've bet this year. Um, just a team that's going to be bet on by people that live in Vegas, outside of Vegas. I just don't see why people take this over. They're in the best division of football, and they clearly have the worst quarterback in that division. So um, shocked this number is still 7.5, but it, it makes sense just because of the Vegas, the Vegas local love that they get, Chad. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady, to quote, to paraphrase Rick Pitino, Tom Brady's not walking through that door. Uh, he's focused on 
you know, he just bought a soccer team today. He's the chairman of the board of the soccer team. This guy, he does not look like a guy that's interested in finding a way to come back to the NFL on the eve of the NFL season starting. Um, I was doing a little research yesterday. You know, I like to do my work, even though I'm a high-powered executive and got a lot going on, like a lot. Um, I still like to do the work for the podcast. So I went through a bunch of different sort of markers for each team in the division. I went through Sean Kerner's QB tiers, which you can see in the Action Network app and actionnetwork.com. I went through Sean Kerner's strength of schedule, and I went through Pro Football Focus offensive and defensive line rankings, because Simon, I know that's one of the most important things for you, right? So, Jimmy G, tier nine of Kerner's quarterback rankings. Damn. Doesn't get much lower. <laughs> no, okay? that's, that's, that's pretty tough. I think he goes to 10. Okay? <laughs> Obviously, you can imagine Mahomes in tier one, Herbert in tier two. The Raiders, not surprising considering how good their division is, have the ninth hardest schedule in the NFL per Sean Kerner. And this is what got me where I would, I would bet the under seven and a half. I might look for an alt line of under six and a half if it's available and get better juice because the, according to PFF, the Raiders have the number 19 ranked offensive line overall. So this is a bad team in every single way. And then they've got, as you said, Devontae Adams, who will probably be disgruntled. They also got Josh Jacobs, who will definitely be disgruntled, right? So this is a team that is set up for a lot of drama, a lot of frustration, a lot of helmet throwing, a lot of this is bullshit, a lot of we don't know what our coach is doing. Um, I, I would look for alt lines and bet the under six and a half. Yeah, so I'm looking here, bet 365. Um, they, do it, they do have it at their live line right now is six and a half minus 125 right now. So their under is still juiced. To, my, to one, minus 125, which makes sense, right? I mean, it's just it's just a number that the pros have been betting, and it makes sense they moved it. Now it's still juiced towards the under at, at six and a half. So hopefully people were following me in the Action app, right? Gave it out at seven and a half in mid, I want to say mid-March, maybe the end of March, and it's just been dropping ever since then. So um, e easier bets, Chad, to make. This is one of them where it's just like right when I knew – right when this number was going to come out, I knew I was going to take the under – and it's always nice you're ahead of the party, right? Everyone, everyone eventually came in and bet this under. I still think it's going to keep moving. I think as the as the preseason goes along here, and you just get more tape of Jimmy making terrible throws and throwing more picks, I think this number will keep moving down. So uh, I would grab it now if you could. Well, look, yesterday it was seven and a half minus two hundred, so it's moved just since yesterday. And maybe maybe the people at Bet Three Six Five got a load of our rundown and they knew we were going to be talking talking down the Raiders under. It's interesting to me that we're talking about the Raiders and what we're going to end up doing here is we're just going from the bottom up because the next team to talk about is the Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Last year, I loved. You hated. You were right. I was wrong. This year, you're a much bigger buyer on the Broncos. Plus 550 to win the division. Their season win total... Bet three six five is eight and a half. It's basically, I think, minus one ten 
on both sides, uh, over or under. Sean Payton having quite the uh, loud preseason came out and basically ripped Nathaniel Hackett. This has been really interesting because part of me is looking at this and saying he might think this team is worse than he thought, and so he's trying to get ahead of it by saying how fucked up things were before he got there and making it public uh, to downplay expectations. Because he also probably knows the Simon Hunters of the world out there think I'm a genius and know I'm a football crazy person and I'm going to do wonders with Russell Wilson, who everyone thinks is cooked. Yeah, I think honestly it was just about Russell Wilson. That's why I said all that. I, I truly believe he's in the same mindset of me of this guy might be broken. Russ might have been broken after last year. Like that's football is that that sliver of a line of it's how how cocky are you mentally and how confident are you mentally in your own ability? And if you lose that, if you lose that edge, it's over. I mean, we Carson Wentz, we we've seen him as a prime example. Something is broken in that guy's head. He's never been the same since his MVP run of that season he had, the year the Eagles won a Super Bowl. That's how quick it can go. You can have all the ability in the world. It doesn't really matter. So to me, Sean Payne was kind of sticking up for Russ there, really letting him know that none of the last year was his fault. And I think that's what the whole point of that was, where um, anyone that watches football, I mean, I think it was the Monday night, Chad, the first game we saw of Nathan and that him running this Denver team against Seahawks, where we were both like, this guy does not know what he's doing. He does not know what he's doing in coaching situations, let alone how to draw up an offensive scheme that fit Russ. So... Um, you nailed it, Chad. It's it's a guarantee. If you're a fan of the show, you know last year all I did was shit on Denver. It was just a it was a perfect storm of I believed in the regression of Russell Wilson. He had been regressing two years before that, and it was of the uncertainty of the new head coach. They just hired to step in to coach him. So this year it's a whole 180 for me. I'm I guess I would put a top three. This is probably one of my bigger bigger bets heading the season, which is. Denver to win this division, uh, plus 550, plus 600, plus 500, wherever you can find. The Chiefs have won this division seven straight seasons. Andy Reid has won this division seven straight seasons. So for you kids out there, that means he's been winning this division with Alex Smith and then transitioned to Patrick Mahomes. Did not miss a beat. Seven straight years winning this division. So do I wish the sports books would give us that minimum, plus 800, Chad? They should. I mean, this is, this is how crazy and rare it would be for someone else to take this division, let alone Denver, who, you know, I, I think f- most people don't know that Denver just has not played well at all against the Chiefs these last couple of years. I mean, there's some crazy stat where I don't think they've beat them in like three years, something like that. So, you know, I, I, get, I get the questions from a lot of people. Why, why do I love Denver so much? I think Chad talked about a little bit where it is the Sean Payton factor. I, I do believe Drew Brees was an incredible quarterback. He's in the Hall of Famer. I think Sean Payton, people are going to learn pretty quick, he was the reason he was so good. He, he really does take whatever you're great at, and he amplifies it. And with Drew Brees, he did not have the biggest arm, the strongest arm, but he was deadly accurate. And that's really what that offense was built around was these quick in-and-out West Coast patterns where guys were getting open after five, six yards, and that would lead to big open downfield plays. He talked with Russ, the biggest thing they screwed up last year was not getting him outside the pocket. That's really where Russell Wilson is so talented, outside the pocket. So to me, the over eight and a half wins, 
them and the, them divisionally. I, I love it, Chad. It's just a team that I think we talked early this year about them. The stat I love about them last year was if they had just scored more than 18 points through 10 weeks last year, they would have been nine and one. Like that right there should let you know this is a complete team. They were just missing a leader, and that leader was their coach. Like I, I really can't get over how big of a difference Sean Payton should make for this team. So. I get it, people. I, I, I was all in on the Chiefs last year. It's It feels nice and easy being all in on the Chiefs, right, especially in this division. But this year, the value is just too much to pass on this Broncos team. Like, this should be closer to a plus 400. The public is totally done with this team. Like, they're just out on the Broncos. To me, they still have all the weapons on offense. I know the Tim Patrick injury sucks, but, you know, they still have their two stud receivers in Sutton and Judy. And defensively, I just see them improving off what they had built last year. So I'm in on the Broncos, Chad. I just love this number. Russell Wilson, if he's not a corpse, they should get to eight and a half wins. But if he's cooked, we're going to know within three, four weeks, and then we'll we'll move off their futures. And, you know, we'll take a different route. But right now, for my team heavily invested in this division, it's going to be the Broncos. I just really believe in this team and Sean Payne's leadership, Chad. So I might be catching a big L here, but I do think my logic's sound. And this is a very talented team that was just meeting, just missing a great head coach. I think they found one here in Sean Payton. Sean Payton is one of those guys who, over the years in the NFL, has developed such a badass baller reputation amongst people who really know. And one of my favorite quotes from this offseason Forget about what he said about Nathaniel Hackett and just breaking the code and ripping a fellow coach to shreds. Uh, there was a great story, you know, Seth Wickersham and Don Van Atta, Seth, who we've had on the, the show before, great investigative reporter for ESPN, both of them, uh, did this fantastic story about uh, uh, Dan Snyder and ways in which he tried to... Uh, manipulate the league during the investigation and how uh, into misconduct with the Washington commanders and the John Gruden leaked emails and all this kind of stuff. And at one point, Gruden got fined 150 grand for violating COVID protocols. And Sean Payton, and he paid it. And Sean Payton called him up and was like, you dumb fuck. Why are you paying that fine? I got fined. I'm not paying that fine. What is the matter with you? He just seems like, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm a football guy. I'm from the Parcells camp. All I care about is football. And he's going to come in and make that team so much better because he is so single-mindedly focused on improving the football team. And if you talk about uh, how good that defense was last year, if you talk about Judy being healthy, if you talk about Sutton being healthy, if Javante Williams can come back from his knee injury and he's healthy, here's what's interesting. So according to PFF, the uh, Broncos O-line is number 11 overall in the NFL. But one of the reasons why they were downgraded, you're shaking your head, I want to get to that. You're, one of the reasons why they were downgraded last year is because Russell Wilson was so bad in the pocket and took so many sacks. So his sort of percentage of sacks taken against pressure rate was much, much, much higher and made the Broncos O-line look worse. Uh, so if they can do some of the things you're talking about where he gets out of the pocket, shorter routes, puts him in a better position to get rid of the ball, that O-line all of a sudden looks significantly better. 
Yeah, and I, I definitely think that, that rating is based off last year. Because I, I have them top 10. Um, I have them at number 8. And it's not only are they a great run-blocking offensive line, they are tough, man. Like, if you go back and watch, a lot, like you just said, a lot of those sacks, that was on Russ. It's the same thing with what I feel like a lot of teams go through with these running quarterbacks of they're always trying to make that extra play, holding on to it too long. That's what I'm hoping Sean Payne corrects you of. You make the first couple of reads right, Russell Wilson, then you get out of the pocket. No more standing in there holding on to it forever. You need to make a couple of reads and then get out of the pocket, which I do think he struggled with last year. So, yeah, it's it's the classic – if you were on the Broncos last year, how can you not be on this year? It's just don't be bitter. Don't be mad that you were a little bit early on it. This really is it. To me, this is like a two-year window for you for Russell Wilson. Of, I think Champagne's going to give him this year and next year. And then after that, if he doesn't get any type of playoff success from him or anything, it, it's over. So um, eight and a half, Chad, this is truly a treat. I got them at over 10 wins, so I do really do love this number for this Denver Bronco team. I want to go back for one second. I wrote down a question that I forgot to ask you. You said, for this is about the Raiders. Sorry, I'm bouncing back. <laughs> um, uh, but I wrote it down and I forgot to ask it. You said that you really thought this team's issue was Josh McDaniels. Did you see that in film? Like, What makes you say that? A little bit. I just didn't think he was putting Derek Carr in the best position. Like the, he kind of left him out there to drive, and then they moved off. They moved off him after one year. Where, you know, I think that's a pretty big deal that this this guy who's been this franchise's face, you know, moved with them from Los from Oakland to Las Vegas. And I, I get it. They were upset that he didn't produce when they got him Devontae Adams and like all these weapons stuff like that. But. If you go back and watch the offense, it just wasn't really smart. And, you know, it's it's an interesting situation where they have all the weapons there, right? They got Hunter Renfro. They got Josh Jacobs. They should be good. But I just don't think Jimmy G is the answer to that. So especially McDaniel's offense. Um, I think most people would agree that, yes, he was a great coach. What him and Tom Brady did was incredible. Whoever is around Tom Brady apparently is a good coach, right? It's like Byron Leftwich was a great coach in Tampa when he had Tom Brady there. So Seriously. It, it is it is tough to really judge McDaniels. All I can do is judge him off what he's done without Tom Brady, and that to me has not been good. So um, it, it's a big red flag where a lot of his off- offensive scheme, he would build his own offense around his own scheme. He wouldn't build around the player, which in 2023, that just does not work. If you see any smart team – that builds an offense, they build around their talent skill set, which we're about to talk about the Chargers. That's the big difference that's coming to the Chargers. They're gonna they're gonna build this offense around Herbert's strength, which is going downfield. Like that's the the kid's biggest strength. So to me, that's what was lacking last year with the Raiders. They didn't really maximize Derek Carr's strengths. Now they have Jimmy Drew's strengths are what? Checkdowns? I don't really know what Jimmy G's strengths are. So that's just a train wreck of a team there. You know what's interesting to me? We're two teams through the AFC West, two bets that we love, three bets that we love, the Broncos plus 550, the Broncos over eight and a half, the Raiders under six and a half. I think what makes this so much more interesting than when we did the NFC West is in the NFC West, we basically liked one bet, the Rams over six and a half, maybe the Rams plus 900. Everything else we're like, eh, eh, kind of milk toast, kind of middle of the road. We're strong on the AFC West. You know what else is strong, Simon? The Game Time app. 
You guys have heard us talk about the Game Time app all off-season long. They're the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. I love Game Time. Honestly, I use it all the time. And if you're going to get out to a pro or college game this week, or even a concert, Game Time has amazing last-minute deals on tickets. To all of these, I'm actually opening the Game Time app right now from my house. I can see get-in price for New York Yankees tonight. $16. But no matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, look, you mentioned the Chargers. Justin Herbert just signed a massive new contract until Joe Burrow signs his extension. He will be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. The Chargers have been an enigma, right? So much talent. Eckler, Allen, Herbert, Williams. Underperforming consistently. Either their coach is making terrible decisions high-risk decisions on fourth downs that are even beyond sort of the pressure testing of analytics. Last year, spectacular collapse in the playoffs. They fired Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator. Either the Chargers are too cheap to get rid of the entire coaching staff, so they keep the head coach because they don't want to pay two of them, uh, or they decide Brandon Staley is the guy, just give him a new offensive coordinator. They bring in Kellen Moore. You say that the Chargers offense will improve because they will take advantage of Justin Herbert's talents. Chargers right now, plus 300 to win the division. Nine and a half is the season win total. Minus 125 to the over, plus 100 to the under. Are we buyers or sellers on the Chargers right now? I can tell you this, Chad. I was in Vegas two weeks ago. This is who the pros love. The pros love the Chargers. They love their futures. They love their win total. They love their division odds. I'll take their overall win totals, but I'm not touching their division odds. I just I can't do it. I get where they're coming from. They think this is this is the kid that's going to dethrone Mahomes. Totally get it. They should be well improved on offense this year. Um, you know, this kid, who knows if he had broken ribs last year, but he definitely wasn't right. He definitely took about four four to five weeks there to get right. Um, he just You could tell every time he threw the ball, he was wincing. I mean, I'll never forget that Seahawks game. I'm pretty sure they lost. Um, every throw he made, every time he stepped into the pocket, you could see his face just wince anytime he throw the ball, and that's just that's just brutal to play with. So to me, the kid, you know, I knew I knew he was smart, knew he had a hell of a talent in his arm. Now I know he's tough as shit. That's that's really you can't ask for much more if you're a Chargers fan. Like you literally have hit the jackpot in Herbert, and you know, I, I get why people were upset that I had him over Hertz in my top five. It's like, what has this kid ever done? Why why would he be over Hertz who's been to a Super Bowl? He's that good. Like you watch if you're a real football nerd and you love watching this kid, he is incredible and it's so God given. Like there's so many times where plays broke down, whatever it was, and he stepped up and made throws that are just I mean, in the history of the league, there's maybe four guys can make these kind of throws. He's just the, that that atypical quarterback of He's big, he's strong, he's got a hell of an arm, and he's crazy smart. So, you know, that that to me is another team where by changing their offensive coordinator, they should have a huge upgrade here with Herbert. And, you know, 
all you can do is hope Keenan Allen's going to be healthy. Mike Williams will be healthy because that's, that's going to be a huge difference to this team. Like, that's the only way they can dethrone this Chiefs team. So I don't think the value there is in them divisionally. Um, I think they should be closer to what the Broncos are. But they're not just because they didn't have a year from hell like the Broncos did last year, and they made the playoffs. Like, yes, they they completely choked and melted that game away to the Jaguars, but they were in it. Like, they were in that game. You know, I, I, I don't want to say this is a big, big make-or-break year for this Chargers team, but it feels a little bit that way, right? It's like you, you just – Of course it does. It, yeah. Like, you have the window with Justin Herbert – We've talked about this so many times, and we've seen it come to fruition. Like, your window to get to the Super Bowl now in the salary cap era of the NFL is when you find a great quarterback, you play him early, he succeeds, and in those first four to five years, you can build a team around him, right? That's what they need to do, and they're kind of like, they just put all the money into Justin Herbert. They need to figure it out now, because if not, how are they going to build a team around him going forward? You nailed it. I mean, until Mahomes last year, we had a run there of everyone doing on their rookie contracts. Mahomes, like, the first real guy to be taking, like, what was it, 30% of his team's salary cap to do, to win a Super Bowl? That's a testament to how good Mahomes is. Right, exactly. So, you know, Herbridge draft class, it's early, but holy shit, was that a great draft class. You got Joe Burrow, Herbert, too, and then then Hurts. Um, pretty, pretty incredible that – you got two guys from your draft class who already played in a Super Bowl. And Herbert arguably is the best one in this group. But, you know, we have Joe rated higher because Joe has done more, right? Joe has gone to the AFC Championship game two out of the three last year, like years. Like, this kid is incredible. So, um, you know, I wasn't shocked in all the pros I talked to, how they're all so high on this Chargers team. I just – my argument to them was I just think there's better value on this Denver team. And the Denver is going to have an easier schedule just because of where they finished – Last year, where, you know, this is going to be a test for this, this Chargers team this year. I think you nailed it, Chad. It's, it really is do or die. Like, you, you, next year the money's going to start kicking in for this Chargers team. They're not going to be able to keep around the Joey Boses. They're not going to be able to keep around the Keenan Allens. Like, there's some people are going to have to start walking. So, um, that's a fair point by you. It really is this year and next year for this team. And, and then what? You're going to be spending all this money on this quarterback? He is – I believe the highest paid quarterback right now, right, Herbert? Because yes. he signed the newest, yes. most recent deal. So, yeah, yeah Chad, I, I wasn't really thinking like that, but you're you're dead on with that. It's like once that money kicks in, that's going to completely shift your team. Not everyone has the Mahomes type, so which is funny now looking back. Mahomes is severely underpaid at the quarterback position. It's only been like two years since he signed that deal, so it, it is constantly moving in this league, Chad. Simon, I'm having a rock'em sock'em day right now. Just feel like things are lining up. <laughs> and the fact that you just said you agree with me and it sounded like you genuinely believed it and were surprised by a comment I made that registered and sunk in. Matt Mitchell, I want to make sure we clip that. Hold on to that. Hold it close to our hearts like it's precious, like a little tiny birdie that is uh, going to be nurtured. And let's just run it again and again and again. And That's how you know it's five in the morning. Yeah, exactly. It's five in the morning. Simon can barely think. He's still a little foggy. Still still wiping away the cobwebs. That's why I got the notes, baby. Yeah, whatever else happened last night. <laughs> What'll be interesting, so look, the Chargers have, I'm looking at Kerner's rankings, middle of the road schedule, 15th easiest. You didn't mention, you mentioned Keenan Allen. You mentioned Mike Williams. You mentioned Bosa. Rashawn Slater. That is a guy who could come up and cost a crap load of money for this team. 
And you need to be thinking about, like, how are we going to maintain an offensive line that continue to protect uh, Justin Herbert? Yeah, they'll make it work. Like, again, this is a team that I think they know what they need to draft now. They need to start just drafting 6'4 wide receivers. You just need to get big body guys who can go down the field and get these deep balls from Herbert. Austin Eckler, that's the biggest thing to me, Chad. It's like you got – what is he? Top two, top three running back in football right now. He is the perfect hybrid running back. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Fast as hell. Crazy smart. He will not be here for another year or two. Like, this really is it for him as well. So, yeah. um, like you just said, it's just – it's all there for Herbert. If he doesn't produce this year, I have no doubt in my mind. We'll, both of us, I think, will drop him out of our top five next year. It's like we're kind of putting the pressure on him. Well-deserved. Like, you have all the talent. You got the new OC. You're changing the offense to be catered more towards your strengths. Really, no more no more excuses for Herbert. He's just such a likable kid. It's hard to shit on him. It's it's about that time, Chad. Like this is really it for the kid. Where we know how much talent you have. Are you going to be another Dan Marino, which is all the talent in the world and never producing that Super Bowl, or are you going to be like Mahomes and you're going to step up in these clutch moments? And that's really what we're looking for here with from Herbert. Where is he going to take that next step, or is he going to be this guy where? Every year he gets his team to 10, 11 wins, makes the playoffs, and then just peters out once he makes the playoffs. So, yeah, of, of all the quarterbacks, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, he, he might be number one or two most pressure heading into the season. It's interesting you mentioned the Joe Burrow stuff. Joe Burrow's gotten farther, but also this is, this is the classic. Justin Herbert just focuses on football, doesn't make a lot of noise, doesn't do it with tremendous style. And you've got like Joe Burrow, who does it with all style behind a terrible offensive line. And because he makes it look good under pressure in moments when he shouldn't even be under pressure, uh, he's naturally elevated. And he'll be the highest paid quarterback as soon as he renegotiates his deal. All right. Last team, Kansas City Chiefs. 11 and a half is the season win total. Minus 140 to the over. They're minus 160. To win the division, the under is plus one hundred, I think one ten at bet three six five. Um, kind of rebuilding their offensive line again for the second time in as many years, getting some new tackles, but still a really highly ranked, probably a top five offensive line because they're the best team uh, in their division. Their schedule, according to Sean Kerner, remarkably easy. Anything that interests us about the Kansas City Chiefs right now? No, it's a team that I was crazy high on last year, and I got really lucky that everything broke right for this team. Like, should they have been the one seed? No. That easily should have been the Bills or Cincinnati. Because of a technicality, they ended up being the number one seed. That was great. Then they had beaten the Jaguars. Mahomes gets hurt. Chad Henney comes in. He drives the field 98 yards against the Jaguars and scores a touchdown. They end up winning that game by seven points. The following game, they got some weird little BS call against the Bengals. You know, Mahomes definitely got touched out of bounds, but that was so soft, right? Called that at the end of the game. Moved at an extra 15 yards, able to kick that field goal. They won the AFC Championship game by three points. Same thing. They won Super Bowl by three points. This was a team that... It's the classic Belichick and Brady scenario, right? Belichick and Brady scenario, they didn't care how they won. All they cared about was winning. It was the ultimate chess team, right? They just 
they kept moving pieces where you look up and the game's tied and there's two minutes to go and Brady had the ball. And you go, how the hell did that happen? It's just that's how that team kept winning, that, that Patriots dynasty run. It feels like it's the same thing with this Mahomes dynasty. It's like you, you don't – he can be sluggish. He can be lame, like not playing that well. All of a sudden, Andy Reid makes those second half adjustments, and it's just a completely different game. Like that's this team's strength. They just – you know, they have a top – two top three all-time head coach, and then they have one of the most talented quarterbacks we've seen since Tom Brady. I mean, that's that's who Mahomes is chasing right now. He's not, not Peyton Manning. There's no one else. It's Brady. That's, that's the level we put Mahomes in. So I'm going to take you to, to take an under on Tom Brady, which I would never do, but I, I'm asking to take it here. And Mahomes, and it's tough, Chad. He's never gone under his win total. Like, this kid has always outperformed the number. He, he just, we said it, seven straight years they've won this division with Andy Reid. Like, they're just an incredibly put-together team. But regression's coming. They have to have some regression. Last year, so many things went right for this team. It was incredible how many things went right for them. And, you know, it might not be this year, right? Travis Kelsey's 34. It might not be this year he falls off that cliff. But when he does... That's really when that's going to make a game changer to this team because that really is his safety blanket. If you go through it last year, anytime he needed it, third or fourth down, that's who he was looking to. Like him and Kelsey, my, my favorite stuff watching that whole QB show on Netflix was him and Kelsey were just so in rhythm. They wouldn't talk. They would just give each other a look, and that's how they would set up these different routes on the field. So I know it is tough to swallow. I, I totally get people don't make this bet. It's probably one of my smaller bets taking their under win total. But just in this division, I see the Chargers being better. I see the Broncos being better. The Chiefs, yeah, they might have an easy schedule on paper. I think it's going to be pretty tough, actually. Like, they're playing a number one, the number one schedule, number one seed schedule from last year. That's how it is. When you win your division, you play all the other divisional winners. So that right there is going to be tough. And they have weird games. Like, they play Broncos two out of three weeks in the middle of the season. That, to me, is a big advantage to this Broncos team who hasn't beaten them in multiple years. So um, this Chiefs team, I see regression, but I'm not betting them to miss the playoffs. I still think they'll get in as a wild card. Um, it's just last year, I was just so high on them. Like, I was getting them at 11-1 for Super Bowl odds. If they did that again, I would take it again. Like, if they moved that number to that, I would take it. But at most books, it's going to be plus 700, plus 800. There's just no real value there. So to me... We haven't had a repeat winner, Chad, in a long time. What was it, Brady's team, last repeat winner we had, which was – Yep. Shit, man, that might have been 04, 05. Like, it was that long ago. I can't, I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, they were coming up on 20 years, people. That's how tough it is in football where you just need so much luck, so many little things that bounce your way. And I'm not really getting that price in here with this Chiefs number, right? The, the public is – they had left the Chiefs for dead last year. Now they've kind of come all the way back around. I think they're one of the most bet teams. Mahomes is one of the biggest bet uh, players right now for MVP. It's like him, Fields, and Hurts right now are the biggest three bet guys for MVP. So um, it makes sense where the love is for the Chiefs. To me, the number is just too much. And when I saw it open, 11 half, 12 wins – I was like, okay, that, that makes perfect sense for this team. I got them at 11 wins exactly. So, you know, just under their win total. That's why I'm not telling people to go crazy betting on it. It feels like 
just one of those I have to make these bets. Like, it's just how much luck can this team keep having year in, year out of health and just really good breaks. Like, those one-possession games they had last year, it was constantly. They are constantly winning these one-possession games. And we saw what can happen. Like, the right team prepared against them can really shut down and stagnate this offense. So, to me, you know, loved, loved everything they did last year. I'm just going to be betting on regression this year for the Chiefs. So, um, yeah, best best bet for this Chiefs team. Not going to do anything divisional. Not going to do any Super Bowl futures. I'm just going to take the under 11.5. Reminder, the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Let me recap here. Our best bets for the AFC West will end up being some of our best bets for the entire league when it comes to futures. Loving the Raiders, under 6.5, down from 7.5. If you were smart enough to jump on it, good for you. If not, still take the under 6.5. We like the Chiefs plus five fifty to win the division. We no, like Denver the Chiefs. Broncos. Oh, Denver Broncos. I mean, I'm sorry. The uh, Broncos plus five fifty to win the division. The Broncos uh, over eight and a half wins. You can still get that at minus one ten at Bet three six five. Um, little taste, little taste on the Chiefs under eleven and a half. This has been the Favorites Podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network for Simon Hunter. I am Chad Millman. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. We will continue the division previews next Tuesday. Until then, love you. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.